If it's Tuesday night, it must be drunk sports. That's Grant Dennison. I'm Jonathan Levy. He is already into beer number three. Yeah, I apologize to the listeners who are used to hearing the satisfying crack of the beer at the beginning of drunk sports. I kind of opened it before we started because just out of habit, you know, I like beer. I want to drink the beer. <laughs> That's what happened. Not yeah, a so problem. For anybody who is a new listener or doesn't know how this works, this is also a drinking game. Yeah, this is a this is a dual thing going on here. Right. So we're, we're going to talk sports. We're going to have fun. We're going to have the dr- the drunk and the sober fix things at the end. Yep. But mostly it's called let the drunk fix because I'm fancy and special. Uh, but as we go, I am drinking. I'm on my third beer. At home, you can play along. If you're going to be bronze level, you should drink half as much as me. I always start having drank two beers. Yep. So you should have drank one. If you're going to be uh, silver level, that comes after bronze, right? You're doing good so yeah. far. Then you should be drinking with me around 5% alcohol beers, normal beers. Yep. If you want to be gold level, then I guess you should be drinking IPAs and stuff but at the same rate as me, but that's probably a bad idea, so I wouldn't recommend it. But wait, there's one there's more level. Pl- platinum level where you drink twice as – where you listen twice as fast you put it on double speed and keep up with me that is a real thing and it has been done but <laughs> we don't recommend it yeah don't, you're don't a do that large person uh you know in uh talking about this drinking game thing that has happened and sort of spawned a whole you know massive following oh yeah take, huge uh we had a few tweets about it oh really Co- colin west yeah tweets to us uh i'm in rural utah for a conference this week what kind of metal do i get if i drink along with 3.2 Beer, I guess that's 3.2% beer, right, right? because the Mormons only allow the sale right. of 3.2% alcohol beer. I guess you know about that. He says, it's my only option. Uh, well, it depends on the capacity of your stomach. If you can drink faster than I drink, then you should probably do that. Yeah. Or else, are you really Colin West? This oh. doesn't sound like the Colin West I know. Wow. It doesn't sound like the Colin West I know. So it's like 1.5 beers for every beer you're yeah. drinking, something like that? Yeah. <laughs> no, just just keep up. It's fine. You, you can get bronze-level participation for are keeping up. Are you kidding me? He gets bronze-level for keeping up. He's keeping up with a weaker beer. It's But it's actually more alcohol than bronze-level's drinking. Oh, okay. You know what? That's a good point. All right, yeah. bronze level. Bronze level. Yeah. That's fine. Okay, uh, Jay Recker asks or says, the National Football League uh, team that he most likes, the Arizona Cardinals season, is over. We're going to talk about that later. I don't know about that. but What beer should I drink during the next podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess it depends on the ways that you deal with your misery because I don't drink when I'm sad. I drink to get happy. And I enjoy life when I drink. I don't recommend sad drinking. So, Jay, drink whatever beer makes you happy. That's what I would say. Is that how it works? Yeah. Beers that make you happy? Yeah. Yeah. I think that may be part of the problem in the country. All right, let's move on. (laughs) So uh, what we do on this show is we talk sports. Grant gets progressively drunker as we go. We get all the way down. We're on the road to Let the Drunk Fix It, which is our last period or quarter, depending on how we split up the show. And Grant... Tries to solve sports dilemmas that I pose to him, and then I try and solve them, too. They're often posed by our Twitter fandom, for example. Sometimes there's going to be one in there this time. Okay. What's our Twitter handle, Grant? Do you know? Uh, Drunk Sports Show. That's right. At Drunk Sports Show. You can tweet uh, suggestions for Let the Drunk Fix It. That's hashtag LTDFI. Yeah. You can also uh, tell us about your drinking along with us or any other suggestions you have for next week's show. It's all good. Let's get into the show, shall we? Yes. All right. So, Grant, the NFL happened. Once again. The NFL keeps happening. You know what they call the NFL? The the National Footsie League. Close enough. Close enough. The Carolina Panthers, who you may recall won 15-1 last year, went to the Super Bowl last year, were the favorites in the Super Bowl last year, although they lost to the Denver Broncos. They just lost again, bro. They just lost again. They lost to Atlanta. 
They gave up 500 yards passing to Matt Ryan, 300 yards receiving to Julio Jones. They are now 1-3. and three. I want to throw a little stat at you. Please do. Of teams that could start off 1-3, and three, they have a 14% chance to make the playoffs just as the overall pool. So that applies to Arizona as well. Yes, when we get to Arizona. Yeah. And we can talk about if we think it applies so that, to these that teams. that Falcons game was really telling. Are the Falcons really that good? No. Yeah, I don't no, think so. Not. Carolina's defense was supposed to be the best part of them last year. Well, they lost, as we talked about last week, they lost Josh Norman, and, yeah. you know, he was great. Maybe he's really that important. I guess so. It's probably a bunch of things. You know, they hit that field goal against Denver. I know I keep bringing it up, but it was like a 46-yarder at the end of the game. They hit that one. They're 2-2, two and two and they're fine. They're not great, but they're fine. I don't know. When you give up 48 points to the Falcons, are you fine? I know Julio Jones is great, but you give up 300 yards, a historic game. Yeah, fair enough. It's an and historic, historic game. game. I yeah. almost said that correctly, but I don't want to because fuck you. That's okay, why. that's good. Yeah. That's, good. No, that's, great. <laughs> yeah. that's the way the show goes for new listeners. Yeah. Anyway. Welcome, new listeners. Uh, yeah, I mean, in fairness, no one has ever given up 300 yards to Julio Jones before, so they did it. That's not good. Julio is great. He is great. Sure, but come on. Yeah. So... First of all, first question is, uh, well, here's, here's what they did, and here's what's coming up for them. So they lost to Denver. They did beat the 49ers comfortably. They lost 22-10 to 10 to Minnesota and then just lost to Atlanta. Next up on their docket, they got two more games. They're hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They go to New Orleans, and then they're on bye. Are they going to be 3-3 three and three before the bye? I think so. Seems likely, right? Yeah. They might lose at, at New Orleans, though. Cam might not play. Well, he's got some concussion issues. If yeah. Cam doesn't play, they're screwed, right? Right. They're lose I, new I wonder if sure. Cam was concussed going into last game. Well, this is something you brought up last yeah. week is that you thought maybe he was just still nursing some concussion action from uh, the first game against yeah. the Broncos. I mean, the shots he took were, were pretty brutal, yeah. and he hasn't looked great. No. So I, I just am using correlation, which is not the best, but that's what I got. I mean, it's tough. You know, It seems like it's at least possible he did get hit really hard in – uh, was taken out. For, and the way he uh, got concussed concussion. in this game, by the way, was really weird. It was yeah. like a two-point conversion where he was definitely going to get in, and he kind of pulled up, and the defender hit him. And yeah. he, if he had just run in at a normal pace, that would have never happened. Maybe if he was better at running the ball, that would help. If he was like a good running quarterback. <laughs> you know? I don't know why why you're making that weird joke. I just you know thought I'd do it. Yeah. So um, so first, so you think they're going to be three and three most likely if Cam plays. Yes. I think it's most likely two, but I think it's very reasonable they're going to be two I think the line is clearly two and a half. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 14% of teams who start off one and three make the playoffs. What's the percentage chance for this team to make the playoffs? It's got to be a little higher, right? For sure. Coming off 51 in season. Of course it is. With most of the same players. I mean, this is included. 14% includes the entire pool of teams. So that includes all the 0 and 3 teams, the teams that have no chance to make the playoffs. And we knew that. And then great teams that were All right. So who else is there? Their division is them and Atlanta, Atlanta, New Orleans, and New Orleans, Tampa. and Tampa. Those aren't the best teams. Maybe Atlanta is better than we think. Who knows? I mean, yeah, maybe. But oh, so I'd give them like thirty-three percent. That's not bad considering they're one and three, right? Yeah. Would you give them less than that? I'd give them a little less. Yeah. Cam potentially having some head issues is not good. Starting off one and three is really bad. They're going to have to get healthy and soon to make this work out. When I healthy, I mean get two wins. Let's move on. Another one and three team. Another team that maybe has around the 14% chance to make the playoffs. We'll see. It's Arizona. Yeah, they've not looked good. Jay Recker not happy. They lost to New England in Arizona without Tom Brady, as everyone knows. They also got blown out against Buffalo. Lost to the L.A. Rams. They did beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though. The Buccaneers are not very good. No, they're not. I mean, the teams they've lost to are kind of good. Maybe the Bills aren't, the, and maybe the Rams aren't. But the Rams are 3-1. and one. The Patriots are a good 3-1. Yeah, and one. they are. And the Bills beat just beat the Patriots. 
I mean, they, they shot him out. The Jacoby Brissett Patriots. Yeah, but still they did. Yeah, they, did. they shot him out. So I these, mean, I think all those teams are reasonable teams. Okay, fair enough. But, but Carson Palmer is not look good. Right. I got some Carson Palmer stats for you. Bring it on. Uh, he's got a fifty-eight point eight percent completion percentage. That's it's, pretty good, right? It's, it's all right. Six touchdowns, five interceptions, fifty-two point two QBR. This sounds like Carson Palmer from the Raiders days. Yeah. Remember that he just get they get blown out and he just throw a million picks and a million touchdowns yeah. and it was wacky. Yeah. Yeah. He also got a concussion himself, you know. He did, yeah. And uh he is they think he's likely to pay on Thursday, but it is not a sure thing. He may play on Thursday, I should say. That's all they've said about him. Yeah, I I, I think I, I think if I were going to choose a team to get more wins this season, I would choose the Panthers versus the Cardinals. Agreed. They do Now, I will say this, Arizona looks like they may have a well, I don't know, maybe this is not such an easy schedule. Their next 6 games at San Francisco Hosting the Jets, hosting the Seattle Supersonics. Oh, really? Yeah. You Is Sean I mean. Kemp going to play? I hope so. Yeah. That'd be great. He's wonderful. <laughs> uh, they go to Carolina, so someone has to win that game. They host San Francisco again, and then they go to Minnesota. So they got three tough ones and three easy ones. The Jets, San Francisco twice, but then on the other side, Seattle, Carolina, and Minnesota, and two of those are on the road. So, so at best, you think they're going to be like I got, three and three out of this? Yeah. That's not good. I got a question for you. Hit me. And this is try to try to think about this, and not just have a recency bias. I know you're pretty good. Maybe at Maybe just ask the questions rather than give me this. You, every time you ask me a question on the show, you give this whole. I'm trying like, to try and do this and not this. Just ask the question. I'm trying to make you feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, you're doing a yeah. great job. Ask the question. If you think I have a recency bias, hit me with that afterwards. Okay, okay. Before. You're, I'm sorry. You're setting me up. All right, Carolina or <laughs> yeah. or uh, the Eagles. Who's a better team? That's a good question. That's an interesting question. So if they were going to play each other right now, I'm going to take the Eagles. And it's not because the Eagles are 3-0, but it's because they blew out the Pittsburgh Steelers in there. They really did. That's the thing that sort of makes me think, all right, I guess I have to take the Eagles right now. Based on, it is recency. That's all we have. I mean, I don't think we can, Carolina is basically showing us we probably shouldn't be going on last year. They're not the same team. They don't have Josh Norman. Philly looks to be at least pretty good. I don't know, and and Carolina may be no good. Carolina may be have a losing record this year, like they did two years ago. Yeah, they just had this one breakout season, and they lost their best defensive player. Maybe maybe that was just a, an I, anomaly. I do kind of remember last year feeling the entire year like Carolina is not as good as the record says. Like everyone felt thought that, that. Way. Except, except except for our friend Nick, who, yeah, who's yeah. who's from Carolina. Yeah. And probably his friends also who are from yeah, Carolina. They probably all thought that they were great, but yeah. you know. He calls them Cam VP and stuff like that, you know, because that's not annoying at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. That's great. Um, so okay, so once again, teams that start one and three generally have a fourteen percent chance of making the playoffs. What is the Cardinals' chances of making the playoffs? Less than the Panthers. So So far so good. So I'm less than thirty three percent. Twenty twenty three percent. Michael Jordan percent. I'm gonna give him a little less than that. I'm gonna say twenty percent. So one in five for Actually me. you you make a good point because they are in a tougher division. The yeah. Seahawks are in there. The Rams are three and one. Yeah. You know. I mean the 49ers are bad. Yeah. They get to play the 49ers twice in the next five that's, games. That's nice. Yeah. They should I, win that. I didn't really make that point. I just said I thought they had a slightly lower percentage than you, but it's cool. Yeah. You made the point. But you it should take credit for that. But okay, but it's a good reason to assume that they have a, a worse chance. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Finally, for our first section, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who got blowed out last week at Philly, or yeah, at Philly, uh thirty four to three. Yeah, that was shocking. embarrassing. Weird. We were actually talking about, is, is Pittsburgh actually any good? Can you be any good if you lose 34-3? to Well, Pittsburgh wanted everyone to know that they are indeed pretty good. They destroyed Kansas City 43-14, to and it wasn't that Kansas close. Kansas City, which is supposed to be a reasonable team, by yeah. the way. 
Yeah. I mean, they won. They made the playoffs last year, and it's basically the same team as last year. It just year, right? shows the strange, high variance nature of NFL games. It's yeah. really hard to to take anything from one game, but in the NFL, we do because there's only 16 games. I think even though Pittsburgh seems to be showing that they are a damn good team, it's really rare for a team to get blown out and be any good. I think, and when I say right. any good, I mean great. I mean, you can be a 500 team or, or, or a winning team, a 9 and 7 team. It's hard to be a 12 win team and lose by 35 points. It, like, almost never happens. Right, especially considering one of the main reasons Pittsburgh is so good is their defense is good, and they let Carson Wentz put up 34 points on them. I mean, is Pittsburgh's defense still that good? Isn't their strength now their the, high-flying offense? No, their defense is kind of back, is what I mean. Like, okay. it's, At least that's what it felt like. That was what the narrative was for the first couple of weeks. Like, oh, their offense is good and their defense okay. is good. Fair enough. I and mean, then they let Carson Wentz just destroy them. I mean, they let the running game destroy them. What's his, what's his fucking name? Destroyed them. Wendell Smallwood destroyed them. Like, it's amazing you knew that name. That's yeah, incredible. Wendell Smallwood destroyed them. Darren Sproles had, I have the stat here, six catches for 128 yards. That guy is 49 years old and five foot one. But he does put up numbers like yeah. that every so often, <laughs> so, in fairness to him. Yeah, not usually against good defenses. No, that's true. Not yeah. usually. But maybe, maybe he and still has done it three points. The only, the only offensive player who had any good production, somehow Antonio Brown is beyond reproach. He yeah. still had 12 for 140 in that game. That is kind of amazing. I yeah. guess they were throwing the ball a lot probably in the second yeah, half. But though, Ben right? didn't have a good game despite that. It was I mean, I assume Ben had a lot of turnovers in that game, right? Yeah, but then the next game, what the hell? Ben, five five touchdowns, zero interceptions? Yeah, I think he threw four touchdowns in like the first quarter and change, right? I yeah. Mean, it was not close at any point. And Le'Veon looked good. Yep. He had 180 total yards. Yep. They just were running the ball. Kansas City knew they were going to run the ball, and Le'Veon would pick up 14 yards a clip anyway, it seemed anyway. It was it was impressive. So are the Steelers legit back? Do we just wipe away last week and say, okay, they're Super Bowl contenders again, like we were saying after week two, or what? Ah, God, it's so hard to say in the NFL just because of so, so few samples of, of yeah. what they do. I think they're still in the contention. Maybe there, maybe there is such thing as an anomaly week. Maybe there's something that happened that week with the Steelers that made it so they weren't focused or didn't practice correctly or something happened. I don't know. Let's put it this way. Um, what teams in the AFC do you think are clearly better than Pittsburgh? Patriots when everybody's back, yep. I think for sure. Yep. And that's really the only one I can say with certainty. How about Denver? That's close, Okay, I think. Okay. I think that's close. I, I would put Denver ahead of Pittsburgh, personally. After that, though, it's tough to come up with anybody else, I think. So, I, yeah, I saw Pittsburgh as the third best team in the NFC. I mean, the Eagles? Is, well, they're in they're, the NFC. They're in the NFC. That's right. But they're just cool. in but, the same state. <laughs> but how many te- where do you think Pittsburgh is, if we're just going to rank all the teams in the NFL, where do they stand? Probably around six. Somewhere around six. So that means you think they're still really good. I would, I would knock them a little would, bit further down. I would take the Seahawks over them. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I take the Seahawks 100 times over I would them. probably take the Packers over them still. I would take the Packers over them. I think you have to take Minnesota over them right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. You have to take Minnesota I over I would them. take the Patriots. I would take Denver. I think you have to take Philly over them. They beat them 34-3. to That one's close, actually, for me, even I, though. The game wasn't. Yeah, I know. But you never know. You never know. I, I might know. You don't know. I, you don't know. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Good job. Okay. Uh, why don't we take a quick break? No. I have, I have oh. one. I want to bring one. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Bring it. I brought a news item. It's not I like exactly this. a news item, but this is, it doesn't matter. The segment is untitled at this point. Yeah, sure. So uh, I, I got to thinking because Pittsburgh was one of the topics we were going to talk about. Yeah. Excuse me, not Pittsburgh. Arizona. Nope, mm. not Arizona. Carolina. Carolina. Well, it's okay. This yeah. is beer number three. You're yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm fine. We got there. <laughs> Julio Jones put up 300 yards on them. Yeah. So I feel like perceptions may be changing. Who are the best five receivers in the NFL now? That is a great question. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Julio's got to be in that. Uh, Julio and Antonio, and Antonio Brown are without question in that group. 
automatically. Yes, right? of course. We can never say they aren't. Is Odell Beckham still in that group? Yes. Yes, he is. I think there's no question he is. Yeah. Okay. Next up. Okay, before the season, we would have said DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. It's a little harder to say that right now, isn't it? I mean, yeah. he had one catch for four yards over the weekend and has not had a great season. It looks like Will Fuller's getting more targets and yeah. more action, so it's hard to really say DeAndre. Dez hasn't done anything. No, he, he hasn't. I mean, it feels look, like A.J. Green is is yes. probably the guy there. A.J. Green is, is in that group. So that's four. Yeah. Who's the fifth guy? That's a tough one. Is yeah. it Jordy Nelson? Like, it can't be wow. Jordy Nelson, It right? might be Jordy Nelson. I mean, Keenan Allen, it would have been Keenan Allen. It probably would have been hurt. Keenan Allen, yeah. That guy was good. Yeah, but he it's got hurt. Sad. Well, if he just... Would Mike listen Evans? to me and get his bionic leg, he'd get back out there and be fine. Mike Evans or Jordy Nelson? I'm going to go Jordy. Mike Evans, you think? Mike, uh, he has kind of weak hands. Like, he can't hands. open a jar of pickles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, is that? do they get points for that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> when he's on Chopped, though, that's going to be a real problem. Yeah, that, yeah of course. <laughs> I'm going to like Jordy in that matchup for sure. Yeah. Chopped. But here, okay. I think Jordy Nelson's the fifth guy, unless you can name someone else. Who's I think a better... you're probably right. I think I would have easily said Dez a lot of the time before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably the answer is probably still Dez in fairness. Yeah. He hasn't had Tony Romo. He has He's a lot coming of circumstantial problems. I'm going to say Dez. You know yeah. what? Forget it. I'm sticking with Dez. If Dez, He's is, too good. if Dez is healthy and he's got Romo, then yeah. Yeah. He's, he's incredible. That's, I mean, in four weeks, that should be the case, right? Four right, or five weeks. Does Julio have a claim to be close to Antonio Brown or in the discussion as being Maybe he's better than Antonio Brown. Sure. Is there anything that is there based on this game and also just history? He absolutely has a claim. I mean, I think when these guys are as good as they are, the system and, you know, the quality of a quarterback is so much in play. And they both have really good quarterbacks. Yeah. But Roethlisberger is clearly better than Matt Ryan over the last several years, right? Yeah. Clearly. And I know he just had 500 yards and maybe Ryan, and Ryan's having a fantastic first four games of the season. But, you know, if I was going to pick rest of season, I would take Big Ben, not Matt Ryan, because of what Big Ben's done for the last several years. Like, yeah. He's got the track record. Fair enough. So that's part of it. I think a big part of it is also system um, not having – I mean, Le'Veon Bell is someone everyone has to pay attention to. And while Devontae Freeman had a great four-week run last year and, and was okay the rest of the season, and their running backs, him and Tevin Coleman, are pretty good this year, it's not the same. No, you just don't have to pay attention. Le'Veon Bell is clearly far better than those guys. I also think Big Ben just presents more problems, which is probably good for Antonio Brown. Like Big Ben is really hard to bring down. So like when you almost sack him and you fail, suddenly Antonio Brown's been running for a mile already, and so like Big Ben can just chuck it up there sometimes. Yeah, like Matt Ryan always goes down if you touch him. (laughs) Yeah. Like so. So to me, I think stuff like that makes it really like if we put Julio on the Steelers and Antonio. On the Falcons, Julio might be clearly the best receiver in the yeah. league in our minds. Or Odell on the Steelers, by Absolutely. the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, maybe A.J. Green, too. I mean, it's really hard to you know, separate the stuff out. It's hard to know. It feels like those three guys are special in a different way. I agree. Um, it seems like physically, like A.J. Green's a little smaller. You know, He's sli- the, you mean slider. He's tall. Slider. Okay, He's fine. taller than Odell Beckham by a significant margin. But, like, there's an, athle- there's an elite athleticism to Julio and Odell, anyway. Yeah. I don't even know if there really is for Antonio. Antonio's just so damn good looking. You know, he pulls it <laughs> off. He, he, his route running might be the best, Antonio's. Yeah, and maybe they've been, he's been with his quarterback for so long. I guess all these guys really have. Yeah. Like, Julio's been with this guy forever. ODB, it's only his third year, so maybe. Sure. And he's actually very upset right now, you know, because well, they he's, lost. He's not getting. He's a bit petulant. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. going to be fine. 
He's yeah. great. I'd love to have him on my team, that's for sure. Anyway, I think what I'm saying, I think Antonio Brown has been anointed as the best receiver in the NFL, and I'm not sure that's true. I mean, I think he's been anointed as the best fantasy receiver in the NFL. I don't know if, you know, like the NFL I've heard NFL commentators, like before the Steelers game, I think it was the one they got blown out on, yeah. just like uh, without question saying, Antonio Brown, the best receiver in the NFL, you okay. know, as if it was a fact. Okay, but they're probably not saying that today, right? After yeah, 300 yards from I guess so. But, you know, they're very reactionary, those guys. Yeah. Unlike yeah. us on drunk sports. Of course, we look at all the data. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. How many beers have you drunk? Uh, three. Three? Yeah. I feel like you're behind, man. What's going on? I'm sorry. We're going to we're gonna take a break. Grant's going to drink a beer. We're going to come back and do the second quarter. We're into quarter number two, and Grant Dennison is into beer number five. I am. Unfortunately, we had audio issues, and you couldn't hear me open that beer either. That's two quarters in a row that don't start with a beer opening. What is this? This is madness. I hate it. <laughs> it's really, really bad. I hate bad. it so much. Yeah. Um, no one believes that you're drinking. That's for sure. When we get to the Let the Drunk Fix It, no one's going to think you're you're trash. I always seem way too smart to be trashed in those moments. Yeah, that's that's the feedback I'm getting, too, for sure. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You don't seem sarcastic. No, no, not at all. People are like, Grant needs to be drunker because he doesn't seem drunk at all. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. You're I welcome. Guess, I guess. So um, in this quarter, we're going to start off talking about the NBA. That's the National Basketball Association, Grant. As opposed to what? The nautical, biblical Association? Nautical Biblical yeah, Association. Yeah, they read the Bible on the water and then on boats. What's the big deal? Why is that are so there, weird? Are there teams? Of course there are teams. Obviously there What's are teams. What's the Eastern Conference? What's the Eastern Conference? Yeah. What, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> what teams are in the Eastern Conference? Oh, well, Name them all. Tell okay. me who won last year. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do this really quickly. Okay. 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 There's only two teams in the Eastern Conference. Okay. It's the um, Hartford Bellwethers. You're trying pretty hard. I can see yeah, that. Well, it's a tough yeah. question to answer, isn't it? Yeah. And the uh, Miami uh, Miami Seagulls. And Miami, Seagulls, yeah. Miami won the whole thing. Oh, really? Every year they always win it. LeBron. Do they? Oh, <laughs> it's it's LeBron. not fair. It's not fair. Super teams are not fair. Freaking free agency ruined <laughs> yeah. the NBA. And I do mean the Nautical Biblical Association. So, But in the actual National Basketball Association, there was big news. Number one overall pick Ben Simmons underwent surgery on Tuesday to correct an acute Jones fracture of the fifth metatarsal of his right foot. And he is currently... That's worse. That's way worse than the fourth. (laughs) It's true. uh, He's currently without an official timetable to return. They're saying at least three months. Probably the season. There's already whispers that they're just going to hold him out. This is what the 76ers do, right? They draft a guy in the top five, and they keep him out the whole first season. They did it with New Orleans Noel. Yeah, they did it for two seasons with Joel Embiid, who's supposed to play this year. Yeah, he's apparently going to play we'll find uh, tonight out. actually against Boston. Probably right now he's probably playing already in the first preseason game. He's supposed to be starting. He's yet to play an NBA minute though through two seasons. Uh, Jalil Okafor did play last year, but now they may hold out Ben Simmons. Are they going to tank again? Like what's happening here? I don't know. Uh, to put this injury in perspective this is the same injury kevin durant had that kind of ruined almost two years for him yeah so this is a serious injury especially for an nba player i think one of the things that happens so often to athletes in general really is coming back too soon and i think young kids like ben simmons i think 19 years old right he played yeah. one year in college like they believe they're immortal and it doesn't matter what anyone tells them he could listen to this podcast i'm sure he does listen to this podcast. I, why wouldn't he he's probably getting drunk right now along with everybody else Right. He might be platinum level. He's a big guy. He's a big guy, but yeah. you know he's an athlete. He's probably bronze level, so that means he's on beer number three. Oh, come on, Like ben. all you other bronze level Come on, members. Ben. <laughs> Suck it up, Aussie, because yeah. he's from Australia. Yeah. 
He's not a criminal that we know of. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so so yeah. Um, what was the, what were we talking about? <laughs> I lost it in the criminal thing. We're talking about Ben Simmons and yeah. To be clear, jo- this is a joke from our other podcast, yeah. the breakdown. Jonathan is always calling Australians criminals because it's just me. The history of Australia. Yeah, I mean, right. But I'm I am on the other side. I think Australia is a lovely place with lovely people, and I, I believe that although your ancestors may have done the deeds. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you've, wow. you've you've uh you've truly you've truly flowered yeah i mean just look at that opera house so it's actually very nice i've been to this yeah. in the opera house it is gorgeous but back to the 76ers so yeah so they keep their rookies out for full seasons as a way to just keep the tanking going that was the sam hinky way he's no longer the gm though brian colangelo is the gm yep the son of jerry colangelo who was brought in to help out a little nepotism action maybe yes just putting it out there uh so Will they continue this road or not? They have signed some veterans, which is something the Sam Hankey regime never did and would not consider doing. So they're at least trying to not be the worst team in the league, or at least they had been. What about now? I think they should make some trades. I think that's what they should do. I mean, they need to trade a big man. So part of what I looked at is and and have known for a while, but I I wanted to look at their roster to understand what they're doing here. Mm -hmm. Because their roster is weird. It's probably the weirdest roster in the NBA. It's pretty unbalanced. Three of their four most notable players all play center. Yeah. Jaleel Okafor, Joel Embiid, and Nerlens Noel. And none of them really can play power forward, which is probably they have Noel listed at power forward, by the way. I mean that's cool. He's really not. None of them can stretch the floor in any way. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean Okafor maybe can hit a 15-footer sometimes. Maybe he can, but none but of them can no. shoot threes or anything. Oh, no, no, Which no, you want in a power forward these days. Oh, um, or at least to be really, really good if you're not going to do that. Like, Paul Millsap doesn't hit that many threes. Al Horford doesn't. I guess Al Horford started. He's a center now, really, Al Horford. But. Yeah, I mean, okay, he sort of jumps back and forth. But both those guys are so, so good you can get away with it, right? But these guys are not like that. These, these three players we just mentioned. MB yeah. is completely unproven. Okafor was sort of an advanced stats disaster last year. Yeah. Nerlens Noel is actually loved by a lot of the advanced stats people, but is offensively terrible. Yeah. And is about to, um, has only one year left before he becomes at least a restricted free agent and looks like he'll make big bucks. So it seems like the most likely him. thing that's going to happen is they're going to trade Noel, right? Noel the, is the guy who, um, is the problem with that is whoever gets Noel, is he's sort of on a one-year deal or you have to give him $20 million a year for the next four years after So that. you get to test him out for one year. That's, as long as it's cheap, it's a, it's a good deal for a lot of teams because he's a nice defensive player. Yeah. But you can't really pay anything real for Noel. I think teams would prefer Okafor because he's got several more years left on his original rookie deal. And he is offensively pretty good. Yeah, but defensively ridiculously yeah, bad. he is and very bad. He showed nothing with rebounding either, which is a little weird. He was yeah. a good rebounder in college. Um, but he's also 19 and has elite low post skills, which, while this current NBA is not super into, there's still a place for that in the league. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a start. He's a starting center in the NBA. I think he's ultimately going to be. Yeah. Or he's going to be like a great sixth man. Anyway, they have this this whole clog at center and power forward base. They also right. have Elton Brand, by the way, for well, some reason. <laughs> well, they brought, in a, they brought in a veteran because to sort of show that they're being more serious. Right. They also have Dario Saric, who yeah. was a first-round pick from several years ago, finally came over from Europe. People like him a lot. Say nice things about him, but you got to see people it, said right? nice things about Darko Milicic. They sure as heck did. Yeah. Dante Exum, you know, people say good things about Dante these Exum's guys. not done yet. No, of course not. It's yeah. only his third year, and he missed all last year because of an ACL. Yeah. But the point is, he came in and was pretty bad his rookie year, and people 
thought he was going to be great, like right away. People thought he was going to be elite level talent. Yeah. He's yet to show anything close to that. Emmanuel Moutier, who is an overseas player, he he had a promising rookie year. Is he actually an overseas player, though? I mean, isn't he from the U.S. and just played a year in China? Yeah, yeah, but he was like... There was little known about him compared to the college players in the okay. draft. They have less. They have less data on yeah. him. Anyway, fair enough. Yeah. So there's something there. Okay. So some weird anomalies, not anomalies, but weird stuff about the 76ers roster. First oh, yeah. of all, obviously, is the clog at at big man. You know, yes. it's like, and none of them are shooters, which is the weirdest part. I mean, M- Embiid maybe. We're gonna learn about Embiid. Maybe he know. is. But maybe it- M- Embiid is so unproven, and you know, people thought he's one of the great prospects of the last 20 years. So. If he's truly healthy and he's what everyone thought he was going to be, maybe he's just going to be a star for the 76ers right away, especially with Simmons out. Can you maybe. name can you name the highest paid player on the 76ers? Wow, that is I'm going to say it's Nick Stauskas. How would I do? Not even close. Someone makes a lot of money? Somebody he doesn't actually make a lot of money, but he's the highest paid for the NBA. The is highest paid player on the Philadelphia 76ers is Jared Bayless. Wow. At nine and a half million a year. How does he make nine and a half million? I guess it's the new NBA. You know who makes the second most? You probably don't even know who this person is. <laughs> okay, who is it? Sergio Rodriguez. The point guard. Yeah. Yeah, I know who he is. He is He's no good. 30 years old. He started a total of 22 games in four years in the NBA. Yeah. He's making eight million a year. That's weird. I guess he was probably already on that deal. They couldn't I have signed him to I, that like, deal. I right? don't know why he would be on that deal at any <laughs> point ever. I don't understand how that deal happened. As you were saying, though, the 76ers have got lots of big, young big men and no real point guards to speak of. And it's a weird I guess setup. Jared Bayless is their point guard? Right. That, yeah. As I said, no yeah. real point guards to speak <laughs> yeah. of. Nobody who can start in this league at no. a point guard, right? That's Jared, not good. Yeah, it's not good. It's but not they could good. trade like... You know, one of the big guys and get a point guard in they theory. They need to make a trade. Isn't it so weird that those are their two highest paid players? For any NBA team, their two highest paid players are Jared Bayless and Sergio Rodriguez. I mean, if it was going to be, if that was going to be the case, though, you would guess it was the 76ers, right? I mean, Absolutely, it's the most I likely would. team by a yeah. mile for it to be. But so they have, there's that. They have much bigger names on their team. I mean, Elton Obvi- Brand? No, Joel Embiid, New Orleans Noel. Right, they're all yeah. on rookie deals, Yeah, though, I know. So that's the thing. I know, you just forget about that. But... <laughs> I guess if you're if you're on your fifth beer, you do. Yeah, you do. Fair enough. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Of course you do. So um, what do you think this means, though, for Ben Simmons' career and for the 76ers this year? It's not a great start to a career. Nope. Sometimes it's, this just derails you forever. It really it might. I hope that doesn't happen because he, he is a great talent. He's yeah. a cool player to watch. He's fun. So I really hope that doesn't happen. But this is a type of injury that I hope he doesn't come back too early from, like Durant did. Right. I mean, this is this is what I was saying before. Like, young kids think they're immortal. doesn't matter what anybody says. They think they can push themselves. Ben Simmons has probably never had an athletic challenge he hasn't conquered in his life. Of course not. Yeah. This, but, you know, guys come back too early all the time, especially 19-year-old kids who've never had any issues before. I mean, Durant came back too early, and he was not 19. He was, like, 25. Yeah, so. yeah no, he Absolutely. This, yeah. this happens all. Michael Jordan. Remember when he hurt his foot and uh, he played the Celtics in the playoffs yeah, with 61 yeah. points and all that? He was he should not have played. That was a no. huge mistake. Of course. They said he had a 30% chance of having a career-ending injury, and he played anyway. This is before he became Michael. Like That was when he actually became Michael Jordan, actually, because he scored 61 against the Celtics. He was pretty good. He was very good, but that was where he <laughs> was seen as taking like the next major yeah. step forward, right? Right. And he was quickly seen as the best player in the league, like two years later or something. Yeah. But he, he like elevated himself into the top 10 with that playoff performance. But if he had not risked that his whole career, which now knowing what his career is, and they went out in the first round, it doesn't matter. Right. Like, he should not have played. Obviously. And they should not have let him play. The thing is, the Bulls let him play anyway, which is insane. Are the 76ers going to let Simmons play before he should? I cannot imagine they would do that. They really should. This guy is way too valuable. 
He is a potential transcendent franchise-type player, potential top 10 player in the league. That good, potentially. I mean, of everybody who's been drafted since LeBron, he's the closest analogy, right? Um, That may be so, yeah, Because actually. when LeBron came out, he couldn't shoot. Right. Simmons can't shoot. He's a great passer. Great rebounder, great passer, super great athlete, ball handler. Super athlete. Big guy, both about 6'9-ish, right? Yeah. LeBron's like 6'8", no, I guess. No, Simmons is 6'10", LeBron's okay. 6'8", but, you know, they're close. Right. And LeBron's a little more, um, like... A, Built like a fire hydrant. Yeah. Simmons a little leaner, longer, but yes. But super athlete who, yeah. who can pass, not a great shooter, good defender, all that stuff. All that stuff. Great driver, the whole thing. Like So it's pretty it's pretty exciting. And Simmons looked great in summer league and things like that. Now it's just summer league. But still he showed up. Right, but he's, he's the best analogy to LeBron. I think you're right. I think you're right. That's number six, people. Finally, you get to hear the noise. I'm sorry that it's taken so long. Yeah, If you're on the bronze, you're somewhere in the middle of your fourth beer. Everybody else, you're at six. Uh, If you're listening to Double Speed, which at least we know our friend Mitchell Towner is and drinking along with it, we hope you don't die. (laughs) Um, Anything else you want to say about the 76ers and Mr. Simmons? I just think it's the most weirdly constructed roster in the NBA. Yeah. And uh, it's a really interesting team. But they have no chance this year. You know, it reminds me a little bit of Harry Giles, who's the kid who's the freshman at Duke. Okay. And he was the number one prospect uh, the last few years. And he tore his ACL in each knee over the last two years, came back, still is the number one prospect, and just had to get surgery again to clean up something in one of his knees. And now, like, this was going to be his, like, amazing year at Duke. He still may play, but, you know, like... It's more important for him to like sit out the season. Even if he sits out the season, he's probably a top five pick. Like he's that good. That's crazy. And he's like, and has all these health issues. He still might be a top five pick, but he may just come back like for the very end of the college basketball season, play like ten games. So Kyrie, I guess, did this too. And uh, Kyrie sure. only played the first ten games, but still, and be like the number one overall pick. This could really happen for him. But he's got these guys have got to not come back too soon. There's too much riding on the rest of their lives. Yeah, this isn't football, right? Football, everybody comes back too soon because everybody's got the macho bullshit going on. Right. In basketball, there's probably a little bit of that, but not nearly what football has. Especially when you're like a young, um, precious talent, and no one wants to ruin the next 20 years of your career. Which, if you're, you know, if you're the team that has them, like the 76ers, yeah. you don't want to ruin that over when you're going to be terrible anyway this year. Like, who cares? I mean, right? the 76ers probably made sure to keep him beat out until they felt really comfortable about it. I mean, they kept him out a lot longer than that because they were tanking and they just kept him right. out anyway. Right? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, they're comfortable now, right? Like, well, yeah. They, well, they got rid of Sam Hinkie, who was Mr. Tank, I mean, and they brought of in. What, I mean, they're okay. Let's talk about the 76ers' future for a second. Yeah, because okay. this is fun. Um, if Simmons heals and then he comes back to what he was and his potential is at least somewhat realized, yeah, that's great. That's really cool. That could be a transcendent talent. I think we are quick to forget that Embiid was considered that way when Embiid was drafted. Even though he wasn't number one overall, he wasn't number one overall because of injuries. Right. right. He would have easily been number one overall that No year. question. No yeah. question. So if they get those two guys and they're both right? Like, they both have to be healthy and they both have to achieve their potential. But if that is the case... You're looking at, um, you know, six years from now, the best team in the East, maybe the best team in the league. Yeah. Like, it, you, you may have two top five players in the league. You might have the two best players in the league. It's not impossible. Yeah. Like, they were comparing Embiid throughout his senior year. Not his senior, sorry. Throughout his, his one year at Kansas to Hakeem Olajuwon, and everybody compared That's it to That's a pretty Hakeem. good comparison. Yeah. Hakeem, of course, Hall of Famer, two rings, the Hakeem, whole deal. Hakeem, arguably 
the second go. or third best center to nah, ever play. I mean, that when you say arguably, you mean like an argument you would lose, I guess. But like top top seven center of all time. Name three that are better. Don't say Bill Russell because too old. Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, you already got me. Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. Yeah. So he's five. Uh, at least, at least five. name one beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, okay, that. that's hard, and well, we don't want to get too deep into that. Um, but the, yeah, I think the I answer think was thing... was Greg Ostertag. By the way, he, he was also a Kansas uh, veteran there. Wow, weird Kansas that you know alum. that. Weird that you know that. Okay, I know lots of things, but right. sto- I'm a store of yeah. information here. So, um, so yeah, so people come back too soon, it ruins their careers. The end. Hey, speaking of being injured and maybe coming back too soon. The Denver Broncos switching over to the National Football League. The, there's no Nautilus involved. Can, can we have like I'd love to have the National Football League sound. You know, dun 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 dun. Every time I say that, I think that's copyrighted. You know how crazy the NFL is with all of their copyrights. They're you know, insane. I don't care. You I can't don't... do anything. Bring it on. What's Roger? Go- Roger Goodell lets everyone walk all over him. For the last <laughs> ten years, I'm gonna. I say I challenge you, Goodell. Anyway, uh, the Denver Broncos, who are four and zero. Oh, Coming off their Super Bowl win, losing one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, although he was terrible. I mean, we can say that, but last year he was one of the worst quarterbacks Fine. in a single season history. Well, that's not true either, but he was very bad. Uh, they're 4-0. It's very impressive with their last year's seventh-round draft pick, Trevor Simeon, doing a pretty good job at quarterback, but guess what? He got injured. That happens. He had an AC sprain in his non-throwing shoulder. They're saying he's day-to-day. They're hopefully he's going to play against the Falcons. But they've beaten Carolina, which we don't know if is any good anymore. Indianapolis, who is really, really, I think they're one and three. I think they're terrible. Yep. Cincinnati, who's like struggling, but two and two, and I think it's going to be fine. Cincinnati's not bad. Tampa Bay, who, you know. No good. No good. Their next four games are, they're hosting Atlanta. They go to San Diego. They host Houston. They host San Diego. They can be very easily eight and zero, even with even if Simeon, yeah. even if Simeon's out for a week or two. Paxton Lynch I mean, is going to come. Does not matter that much if Simeon's out? Like Paxton Lynch is a better prospect than Simeon, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. For he was their first round draft pick this year. Yeah, so obviously he has more talent, at least by scout standards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got so tools that that Simeon maybe, doesn't. Maybe have. Simeon knows the offense better. Yeah, yeah that, you would assume, and that, and that might be, make a big difference. And you know, Tom Brady was the seventh round draft pick. Whatever, no big deal. But <laughs> actually, a sixth round. Oh, pick. sixth round. Whatever. Fine. Who cares? Matt Castle was the seventh round pick. Uh, Matt Castle better than Brady. I mean, you know, if he had the right system and the right coach. Tag so, your tweets. <laughs> nice. Um, I will say this: Paxton Lynch came in in relief of Simeon, went fourteen for twenty-four for one hundred and seventy yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Not bad. Good that's, enough. That's right? pretty great for your first regular season NFL performance. Yeah. I mean, I, if he can just play that level of competence. They very easily go four and zero, I think, with him at the quarterback. Yeah, a lot and of the he time. might win the job. By the way, yeah, because Simeon's good, but not like amazing. There's, Simeon's not like Carson Wentz. Like Carson right. Wentz has been really impressive. Simeon's right. been a good game manager. I mean, they drafted Paxton Lynch bec- not because they thought, oh, Simeon's going to be our guy. Yeah, like, because Simeon's a placeholder ultimately for Paxton Lynch. That's the plan right now. Right. There's a, you're right. There's a chance Simeon gets healthy and just never plays again because yeah. Paxton Lynch is just better. Yeah. But usually guys who are drafted in like the 20s who are a quarterback, like in the first round, aren't good enough their first year to play. Almost always. Rex Grossman, bro. Yeah. Rex Grossman. That's a great example yeah. for sure. Big Ben was good. He was picked 11th overall. Yeah. He was very good. Yeah. He won 11 games, right? His first uh, year. I think he did. He went to like the AFC championship game, I believe. His first year, he had like a killer passer rating you know which we don't know if that has a lot of value but whatevs so uh so the broncos are four and oh where do they where do they rank for you we talked a little about this before my rank you of put them, them behind pittsburgh is that real 
Yes. You're uh, even even five beers in. You're yeah, still putting I think, I think I'm going to do that. I think offense matters a lot, even though defense also matters. But I think Pittsburgh. I th- I'm going to. And this is all based on me chalking up Pittsburgh's loss to the Eagles as an anomaly. They lost 34 to 3. I just want to remind I'm you. I'm aware of that. 34 to 3. I think if Pittsburgh played Denver next week, Pittsburgh would win. I disagree. I well, that's fine. I disagree. I think I think Denver is the favorite. Uh Denver may be the best team in the league, by the way. I think the Patriots are, but Denver could be. They could be. So could Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh lost 34 to 3 to Philadelphia. They're not the best team you in the league. You know what? I I got a, I got a theory on that. Okay. Those guys all went out partying the night before the Pittsburgh guys, which might happen most of the time, but they got way too hammered. They were all hungover as fuck, and there was nothing that could be done. <laughs> Where did that come from, that theory? That's a good theory. <laughs> <laughs> you just decided that because they got blown out, huh? Yeah. That, I'm, How do with... we know they're not going to do that again then? Well, they won't do it in the playoffs. Why not? Because they care. They, they, care, they know huh? they're going to make the playoffs. They know they're going to win the division. What's the matter? It's three. We're three and one. It's fine. I mean, it kind of is fine. Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati is their one real challenge, right? Yeah. And, I don't know uh, if I really want to take the stand that Pittsburgh's better than Denver because I don't really know if I believe that. I but, don't think you can reasonably take it at this point. No, I can't. And I also don't know if Paxton Lynch is going to be a downgrade from Trevor Simeon. I don't know. Yeah. If but anything's... Simeon may be Simeon may be back this week. You know, yeah. he may not have to wait. So there's that too. So you know, we'll see. Um, they're playing the Falcons. I think they sh- they're hosting the Falcons. I think they should beat Atlanta, even though Atlanta's got this high flying offense against their Carolina. Offense, I mean, their offense has been looking good all year, pretty much. But uh, of course, the week before they played the Saints, which is not really fair because the Saints have probably the worst defense in yeah, the NFL. Yeah. Would, would you think that's true? Uh, Indianapolis? The Saints? It's close. Detroit? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's all pretty bad. I mean, I I assume that Matt Ryan, Julio Jones are not going to have good games against the Broncos this weekend. I'm just going to call. I'm plant my flag. Defense will beat out this good offense. You want to do an over-under bet on Julio Jones' yards? Yes, I do. All right. You want to set the line or take it? I want you to set the line, and I want to take it. Of course you do. Yeah, All right. I'm going to go with uh, 81. It's a good line. Yeah. I am going to take the over. All right. Is this part of our overall season bet? I have all the bets here, so I'm just going to add it to the list. I'll do it actually when we're on break, but that sounds good. Okay, anything else you want to say about the Denver Broncos before we go to halftime? They're clearly an incredibly good team to have this weird rotation of quarterbacks, including Peyton shitty-ass Manning last year, and win the Super Bowl and still be really good right now. They're, the, everything else must be just amazing. Is it time for us to start giving Gary Kubiak a lot more credit than he's been getting? I don't want to. I don't like that guy. No one likes him. He looks, yeah. he looks like you know a bad math He looks teacher. like he's maybe racist or something. <laughs> no, he just looks boring. Come on. But... But Kubiak won last year with a team that no one really thought could win, and they're 4-0 this year with a team that most people didn't think was going to be this good. They just look great. Now, maybe it's just Von Miller is unstoppable, but I, mean, I think we have one, to give, That's one guy. We got to give Kubiak some credit. Yeah, fine. Whatever. All right. Let's take a quick break. Grant's going to get drunker. So is the listeners. We'll see you back for the second half. Grant Dennison has finished seven beers. He's holding number eight as I watch. He's getting ready to open it. Oh, man. For Ooh, you. that was a spray beer. <laughs> so many of them are. Yeah, all over the computer. Yeah, no problem. If it's the fine. podcast ends, it's because the computer is shutting down. Yeah, it's due fine. To liquid. What's going to happen? Come on, those smartphones these days, either they explode or they're waterproof. It's all good. So uh, <laughs> so that's beer number eight. So if you're bronze medal, that's four beers. Everyone else, of course, eight. Keep track and keep up. It's important. It's important. 
Okay. Very important. Time yeah. for a little who done good, who fucked up, because that's what we always do in quarter number three, Grant. Always. Yep. Well, so far, Except anyway. for maybe the first episode. I'm not sure. I don't think we did it in the first episode. But this is like Drunk Episode Sports 9 or something, right? Episode it's going to be 10. 10? Yeah. Holy moly. Double digits? Double digits. I'm very proud. Yeah. So let's get into it, shall we? Yes. Do a little, little talking from the National Football League, maybe a little NBA. But before we do either... You tell me about this. Steve at Slurpee 387 tweeted at us. And he Slurpee, said, huh? Charlie V, his name is Steve, but his, his Twitter handle is Slurpee 387. Charlie V has a skin disease that prevents all hair growth, not a shaved head. Remember we were talking about Kevin oh, Garnett, yeah, yeah. the cancer patient thing? So he's saying it was not cool at all for Garnett to say that because Charlie right. V has a disease. So I guess Jonathan Levy fucked up then. So let me ask you this. If there's an albino basketball player. And he's great. He's an all first team all NBA. Steph Curry. Steph Curry's an albino. Okay. You is he me? not? I don't think he is. <laughs> okay. So so we can't make fun of his his albinism while we're on the court. We can't say stuff like, How you why don't you get out in the sun, buddy? I don't know what you would say. Wow, you are really did, did you not like, you were not like, doing well here. You could, like, you could just say something like um, you know, because he was the bad guy in one of those um Tom Hanks. So what movies. this is in reference to, let's yeah. let's have a little background here. We okay. were talking about Kevin Garnett because he's retiring last right, week. Right. And I, I brought up that Kevin Garnett wasn't the nicest guy on the court. And my example was how he called Charlie Villanueva cancer patient. Yeah. Uh, and I defended that. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan said that was totally fine. It's great. Because yeah. he wasn't a cancer patient. Was I was saying he just had a bald head. So it's fair yeah. game on the court. But he has alopecia. Turns out he's got a disease. Yeah. <laughs> but can we now, we can't make fun of any diseases? Is that is that where we're at? I'm Why would you make fun of diseases? What's the matter with you? If you're playing basketball, you're trash talking. Like if you only had one eye. Hold on a second. <laughs> what you're positing right now what? is that. If you play basketball, no matter what, you have to find some defining characteristic of your opponent. No. And no matter what, you have to trash talk them. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if you're Kevin Garnett, yes and yes. <laughs> okay, so, that's so what, what you're saying did. is Kevin Garnett is a douchebag. Oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. I would think if the, if the disease is in some way um, like like messes you up, is like in, infirming in some way. Are you telling me that Charlie thing. Villanueva did not suffer in any way from this disease? He probably said. Look I at mean, that guy. <laughs> He's made millions. Yeah. Because he was good at basketball. Yeah. It's not because he no had one, the disease. Does anyone pay you for growing out hair normally that I'm not aware of? Like, he's going to make millions. It's a negative anyway. aspect of yes, his life. it is. No, you're right. And you're right. Kevin Garnett took this thing that probably ruined a lot of his childhood and yes. made fun of it yes. on the court. And I understand it's the comp- this is a competitive game, but Kevin Garnett's a dick. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> now, he's do a- we think Kevin Garnett knew? That Charlie V had this disease at the time. It doesn't matter. He probably knew, right? He probably. <laughs> so here's the question: yeah. Who done good? Who fucked up? I think the question. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I think Jonathan Lovey fucked up. I think Jonathan Lovey fucked up by defending Kevin Garnett on that. How about how about for defending attacking albinism earlier in this, this podcast? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that's, ten minutes. No, ago, that was fine. Ago. That was fine. That was pretty great. Yeah, right? that was great. Yeah. What was the guy? The albino is the bad guy in not Angels and Demons, but the first one, Da Vinci yeah. Code. That's yeah. the guy, the albino. Yeah, you can make jokes. You can crack the guy, jokes the guy from, on the court. The guy from Wimbledon, Paul, like, Bet- Paul Bettany. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Like if he's about to shoot like a free throw, you're like, "What's up, Vision? You know, you're trying to gonna try and kill Tom Hanks again? I don't know. Let's move on. Really, really getting a lot of uh, good pigment <laughs> jokes in there. <laughs> yeah, 
Let's move on. All right. So um, to actual sports news, we'll spend a little time in the National Football League before we move on to the National Basketball Association. Why you got to say them like that? Why, why can't you say NFL and NBA? What's up with that? I want people to know what I'm talking about. What are you compensating for? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Huge okay. amounts. Josh Gordon may be compensating for some things himself. You may recall last week we had breaking news while we were doing the podcast that Josh Gordon had checked himself into a um, rehab center. Yeah. His four-game suspension was just about to end. And he was going to finally be rejoining the NFL after years of being suspended essentially for pot use, which right. seems crazy, especially as we live in Portland, Oregon, where it's legal to smoke pot. Yep. This guy hasn't been able to make millions of dollars for the last years because of it. But he checked himself in. And since then, a lot more news has come out. The NFL has actually suspended him indefinitely. And he is not expected to ever play for the Browns again. Supposedly, he has an, an alcohol problem. Right. It's not pot. It's alcohol. It's, right. And apparently, it's so bad that he was finally about to earn again. And he couldn't do it. Like, that's bad. That's really bad. That's so, really bad. Um, I guess, the, I mean, the, the the smaller question is who done good, who fucked up. I mean, the, let's assume the Browns let him go. If we look at the Josh Gordon saga, as it were, like not just right now, but over the last few years, the Browns sort of kept him on the team, kept him on the team, never traded him. They didn't have to pay him, though. Um, I don't think they did have to pay him. That's right. So the Browns are fine. Yeah. It's just like a long shot on this guy who has this extreme talent. Yeah. So it seems like it's been crazy. To I can't. I can't see the Browns having fucked up at all. Yeah. They apparently were trying to trade him as as early as late as last week. Oh, imagine really? if they got like a third rounder for him and That'd then be he amazing. checked into an alcohol rehab center and they're like, what do we know? We're I expect him Browns. I expect him to crop up on the Patriots in two years. That's what I expect. Oh, finally. Brady still He'll, still still throwing passes <laughs> yeah. to you know people, no problem. Brady finally has a great receiver since this right. one since Randy Moss, right? So no, but this is interesting because yeah. he Josh Gordon has more than just alcohol problems. Go do on. you know about the paternity thing? I do not. So he had a warrant out for his arrest for failing to submit to a paternity test. Turns out he is the father of a one-year-old. Oh, Maury Povich is loving it. Yeah. You are the father, Josh yeah. Gordon. Yeah. So that happened last week also. Oh, my gosh. Maybe yeah. this is what drove him to drink. Probably not. <laughs> no, I think he just has kind of an addictive personality. It sounds like Josh Gordon is a, is a young man in a lot of trouble. Yes. Actually. It like, does. Like Johnny With... Manziel. What are the Browns like associating? End up, wow. Yeah, weird. Like guys who are like like – I don't know if Manziel really counts as highly talented. We don't know if he is or not. Gordon clearly was. Yes. But they end up like having these guys on their team who can who are like such deep levels of addiction that they can't play professional football and make lots of money. That's just really unusual. You know, we don't it's, see that. It's very odd. I mean, Manziel maybe wasn't the special talent, but Gordon certainly was. Yes. He had, he had uh, enough examples of him being great to show that he truly had the potential to be one of the best receivers in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. at, at a, I mean, the year when he was the best in the NFL. 2013, I believe. He only played 14 games, right? And he's been suspended ever since, yeah. basically, right? Actually, literally ever since. 31 right? of 36 games. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's just amazing. Yeah. So, he, I mean, it was only, I think, his second year in the league when that happened, I believe. He potentially, after that season, it wouldn't be, cr- I mean, it would be a little crazy, but it wouldn't be that crazy to say, this guy might be one of the best receivers of all time. Like, given yeah. a whole career of this, he's going to be, right? He's going to be better than Calvin Johnson. You know, you could say things like that. He had no quarterback. He was amazing right. anyway. He was incredible. Like, so many people won their fantasy, you know, fantasy leagues because they accidentally had Josh Gordon on their team, and the guy was the best player in the league, essentially, you know, yep. back in twenty. He was unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, but he's just got these problems, man. I oh, mean, man. maybe Manziel could have been great, assuming that based on the depth of Manziel's problems, if you've seen any of the articles or yeah. anything about him, 
if he didn't have those problems and he was practicing the same way that other people practice and, and not fucked up when he was playing games or not hung over when he was playing games, maybe he would have been truly great also. Maybe. Maybe he would have. We can't really know. We know that when he was at Texas A&M, he won the Heisman, even though he was probably drinking up a storm and like partying oh, there, all there the There were time, actually right? things when he was in Texas A&M about him being all fucked up. Yeah, yeah. but he yeah. was still... Yeah. Good. Yeah. So maybe, you know, if he kept if he was somehow able to like ditch it all, lead a clean life, you know, get it together, maybe he would have been a great NFL player or at least a good one. We'll just I don't think we're ever going to know because I don't think the guy's ever playing the NFL again. I got to tell you, I got to say, whenever anybody drinks, it makes me sad. What do you mean? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a joke. It's drunk sports. It is sort of interesting that we're having a whole long talk about alcoholism <laughs> on drunk sports as you drink. What beer is that number? Beer eight, number right? eight. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty incredible, actually. Yeah. And well, you know, I had no sense of the irony until just now. Yeah, it's funny. I think yeah. there's a distinction, though. I, I yeah. mean, this is, sounds like an alcoholic's viewpoint. So <laughs> I guess that's, that's something I might need to consider. But, but um, I I drink because it's fun. Right. Right. I enjoy it. Yeah. I think alcoholics drink because they have to. Right. And actually, to prove this point, interestingly enough, Grant, I, I'm a very good friend of Grant. Every so often, Grant decides to take a month off from drinking. Right. And he just decided to do it again, except for drunk sports nights. Yeah. So you've, you're already a few days into it, although tonight you're going to drink like 10 beers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but only once a week and the rest of the week you'll be dry, right? Yeah. Sober. Completely. And uh, yeah, so like what, knowing that about you makes me think you, are, don't, you aren't addicted to this and you, you, know, you don't have to have it. Right. Unlike Johnny Manziel, who I don't think could pull off that Or beat. Josh Gordon, apparently. Apparently. That's really yeah. too bad. So do we think there's something going on in the Browns organization? They keep tra- changing GMs and stuff like that, but the owner has been the same for a while. Do you think maybe they're not giving enough credence or um, gravity to people with potential substance abuse problems? No. I'm gonna, just like I'm, luck of the draw. I'm going to chalk it up to variance. I mean, yeah. Johnny Manziel, there was a few, you know— it wasn't a complete surprise. But he, he fell in the first round. He fell a lot in the they first round. They got him, round. I think, 23rd or 22nd overall. He was overall. supposed to be a top five pick for a while. Yeah. So, you know. It was a completely reasonable pick at the time. And yeah. Josh Gordon was amazing. You can't kill him for that either. Yeah. So I agree with you. But maybe there's something they need to take a little more into consideration in the future. Just like the Patriots should probably consider not drafting murderers in the future. <laughs> I, think, I think Josh Gordon is going to crop up on a team. I really do. I mean, two or three years from now, it's not impossible. Yeah. He's still going to be pretty young. Yeah, but he's, he's, only, he's only 24, 25 right now. Yeah, maybe he'll get his life together and be able to come back. That would be great. I hope, it, I hope it happens. Yeah, me too. All right, let's move on. The NBA, also known as the National Basketball Association. I don't know if anybody likes that joke. No, no. There's, there's a, the drunker they are, the, the more they like it. Jay oh. Record's loving that. But I'm, I'm the one who's— You're not drunk enough. Oh, I guess. <laughs> the, Mitch. Mitch, who's drinking at twice the speed. These guys are really no, drunk. No, he doesn't like that joke. He doesn't? He told me. Yeah, he does. He's lying to you. He's <laughs> making you feel good. So the NBA is starting up pretty soon, and we are beginning our NBA preview right here, right now. And we're going to sp- sp- you know, hey, piece it out. The more fanfare for this. This is the oh. NBA preview, the 2016-2017 yeah. NBA season. It begins. Drunk sports preview. That's right. It's pretty awesome. Exhibition games have just started. Preseason right. games, if you will. The NBA season starts in a few weeks. Like what? Two or three weeks from now? About three weeks, I There's guess. There's not much offseason in the NBA. There really isn't. It's kind of great. And we are going to get into the first part of our NBA preview, and there's going to be lots of it over the next several drug sports episodes. Sure. Don't you worry, people. Yeah. But since we're in Who Done Good, Who Fucked Up, we're going to look at the best and worst moves over the offseason by NBA teams. Now, Grant, we did this differently. You knew we were going to talk about this, but you didn't, we didn't talk about how we were going to do it, which is kind of great. I came up with my three best moves and three worst moves. You did something different, right? 
I just have all of the moves written down, and I'm gonna. How many? How many ad-lib. moves do you have? I have. Well, not all of the moves. Yeah. I have the most important about? moves. One, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven moves. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Why don't you start, and then I'll I'll try. Right, I'm gonna stuff. say what the worst move was, and okay. I think it's very clear. Go ahead. Actually, it's not very clear, but this is a. It, this is based on my fandom. Let's see if this is one of. Oh yeah, yeah. Chicago I, Bulls signing Dwayne Wade, two years, forty-seven million dollars. Yeah. Waste of money. That is on my, one of my three worst moves. It's a terrible move. I actually went with Rondo and Wade because I think you could add one of them and it's at least I think defensible. Rondo was fine. Yeah, Rondo's better. But you could add either one of them and it's at least defensible. Adding both is insane. With Jimmy Butler on that team? Right. What the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, but like if Dwayne Wade comes and Rondo doesn't, okay, your backcourt's a little bit weird. But you can play both those guys in your backcourt. Wade can sort of be like, you know, sort of a point guard-ish. No, he can't. He's a combo guard-ish. It's fine. He'll get five assists. Who cares? But they're going to be bad anyway. But Rondo made more sense. Yeah, Rondo made sense. I can't, you know, in my head, I kept thinking they've been that the uh, Wade signing was twenty years, forty million, and I kept thinking twenty years. Sorry, two years, forty million. <laughs> oh, holy what, shit! What, what a deal! A signing. Half a million a year at yeah. this in these days. No, two years, That's forty million. That's actually two million a year, but whatever. <laughs> 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 You know, that's why you're here. You're here to fact check. Me. Yeah, of course. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I was thinking, I was always thinking it was, it was two years, 40 million and how crazy that was. It turns out it's two years, 47 million. It's crazier still. What, what's happening? Wait, it's not any good anymore. First of all, he's okay. He's fine. When he's healthy. He's still pretty, he was pretty good, but he's getting older. You drop off a cliff in the NBA when you're a small, fast guard. What? Ooh, yeah. It's bad. I mean, what's, he can't shoot threes. No, he never That's could. the main problem. Jimmy Butler can kind of shoot threes. I it's mean, not great. Not great. Rondo can't shoot Rondo threes. Rondo can't either. shoot threes and Wade can't shoot threes. You're going to play these three guys at the same time because you, you can't bench one of them. Like, what are you doing? You know what's really cool? Fred Hoiberg, the coach, maybe the worst coach in the league, yeah. loves his guards to shoot threes. Like, that's his whole system. Right. So it's an interesting uh, interesting personnel moves by the Bulls, for so sure. So Tony Snell just starts over all of them? I mean, you know, he starts in all three positions. It's a great idea. Yeah. All right, let's move on. What else you got? All right, I got uh, – okay, this is another one that I think is a bad signing. Okay. And this, this is this is more contentious. This is more – more people Good. will disagree with me. Hassan let's... Whiteside. Oh, interesting. The Heat signed him to four years, $98 million. Yeah. That's – he was going to get that somewhere. 100% so, he was getting a max deal. What I'm saying is the NBA is fucking up by giving Hassan Whiteside this much money. Because? Advanced stats. Here we go. All right, go ahead. So bring it on. Here's a very simple thing. All right. As of December 2015, in the 2015 season, so deep into the 2015 season, yeah. when Hassan Whiteside played, uh, the Heat gave up 102.5 points per 100 possessions. Yeah. When he did not play, 92.3. Yeah, that's pretty different. It's insane. Yeah. So the idea about Hassan Whiteside is he's a great defensive player. He blocks a lot of shots. He averages the most blocks in the NBA. Yeah. Right? But that's a 10-point difference, over 10, 10 10.2-point difference when he's playing and when he's not in points per 100 possessions. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Now, there may be other factors in play there, right? There may be, of course. Because uh, there's there's four other guys on the court. But obviously, Spolstra saw it the same way because Hassan Whiteside only played 4.8 minutes per fourth quarter. That is weird. At the same point, if Spolstra saw it that way, why did they just give him a max deal? Spolstra does not have the the clout in that organization to <laughs> decide whether or not they give him a max deal. Yeah, he probably doesn't, but he probably has a pretty loud voice. If he felt very, very strongly against it, they may have considered right. not keeping him. I mean, that's a strong argument, though, the 10-point difference. I agree. I agree. No, that's really compelling, and you wouldn't expect that from a guy who leads the league in block shots. Also gets a lot of rebounds. 
you would think he yeah. would be much more successful. It's because he always leaves his assignment to do the weak side blocks. Right. And it's it's like Rondo being an assist whore. He maybe yeah. he's a little bit of a block whore, right? Instead of like keeping Absolutely. playing actually good defense. I mean, for him, that worked out great. So he he done good. Actually, yeah. Hassan Wise had done good by by chasing those blocks and forgetting about the team defense because the team defense suffered, but he got a lot of blocks. Well, let me ask you this. What are the Heat supposed to do? Are they just supposed to let this guy who's at least pretty good walk? I think just let I think go? the best teams in the NBA would not even consider signing him. Mm. I think that's what would happen. It's it's so tough in the NBA because it's rare to get a guy who seems like a real talent. You know, it's hard to find a well, guy like that. Well, the thing about Hassan Whiteside, he came kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, he did. He was like he, pumping gas or something. Yeah, he was he was like a nobody for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden he got this chance with the Heat yeah. two years ago, I guess yeah, it was. that's right. And he had these amazing stats, and that led to this. Right. Where he got more minutes, and that led to this. Maybe everybody was right before. All of the scouts were right before. They're like, this guy is not really worth putting on your team because he doesn't really know how to play defense. He can block a basketball with his hand. But that doesn't mean he's good at defense on in basketball. I mean, this is one of the things that's really tough about basketball is unless you're really watching every possession that the player is playing, whether they're on the ball, whether they have the ball or not, whether they're on the ball or not defensively, you may not really know how good that player is. you got to really watch closely because defensive stuff relies on so many things. That's number nine. Correct. That means you're gold, bronze people. You're in their fifth beer right now. You finish up that fourth one and get on to the fifth one. There's no excuses. Everyone else, you know what you're supposed to be there. Yep. Number nine. Nine lives. <laughs> we hope everyone has nine lives and does not die tonight. Please be, be safe. Be safe. Be careful. Only drink if it's a safe, comfortable place to do it. No driving. But I will say, if you're not keeping up and not playing this drinking game, you're not really an American. I think that's true. You and might you be. You may can- not be. You may not be. You're probably not a Canadian either. Canadian, yeah, or a European. Canadians, Canadians like drinking. Yeah, or a European. They love the beer. By the way, you know who else does? Australians. Oh <laughs> man, do they love beer? But you hate them. No, I don't hate them. I just acknowledge their their you know criminal, traits. Their criminal past. Their criminal, their, not their past. Their criminal future is more my concern than the criminal past. But anyway, good point. As Hassan Whiteside <laughs> says, <laughs> I hope everyone knows we're kidding, but they may not. So. Yeah, well, you know. All, all of that whole last bit, as soon as I said the word American, has been we've just been messing around here, just yeah. to be clear. Anyway, just got to clean that up a little bit just in case. So uh, what were we saying, Hassan Whiteside and company? So you think the Heat are just supposed to let him go yes. and uh, say whatever? What, what, what is your opinion? I think it's hard to let a guy like that go. One, because uh, he does some things well, and that's important for a team. And it's hard to find a tall guy who can do some but things But you're well. an advanced stats guy, right? I really am. Well, here's my second point, which okay. is a better point. You can usually trade him for something. Usually, you, you know, yeah, that's you hate fair. to give up an asset for nothing. But when, he's worth a lot less in trade when his contract is so big. At the same point, someone's going to trade for him. You wait a year. If he doesn't fall off a cliff, someone's going to trade for him. Someone will happily give you something for him. That's probably true. But is, are those two things enough? Well, there's also the PR hit you take from letting him go, which shouldn't matter, but it's does. not going to be a big PR hit to let Hassan Whiteside go. It's not going to be huge. I think in Miami, it's huge. Well, then they let Dwayne Wade go. Dwayne Wade was older, and they didn't expect he was really going to leave, I think. I think you're not really understanding what I'm saying. Dwayne Wade is a Miami icon. Hassan Whiteside played well for, or air quotes, well for one year. Sure. I understand all of what Letting Dwayne Wade go is a way bigger PR hit (laughs) than letting Hassan Whiteside go. If you disagree with me... I don't think we can talk anymore because your logic is out the window. Well, I disagree with you, so I guess we're done. Okay. Fantastic. See you later. Yeah. So long. No, I agree with you on all that. But I think the Heat, 
thought Dwayne Wade was going to take a home down discount as he always has, and he didn't this time, and it surprised them. That's all. They thought they could have it all. They were wrong. Hey, let's move on. All right. Because there's a lot more moves you got on your list there. Yeah, and, I do. Uh, let's, like, get through them and not take me, You want me to say hours. another move? Yeah. All right. I think here's my most questionable move. This okay. is the one I'm the most on the fence. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal, five years, $128 million by Washington. I don't think that's a question. I think that's a good move. You think it's a good move? Yeah, he's got a lot of talent. I know he's got a minutes restriction, but... He's also he's not produced that well. He's produced reasonably well, but he's had some injuries and issues like that. No one questions that kid's talent. He's cl- Him and John Wall are clearly... If the Washington's going to be any good over there, five years... They hate each other. Do you know that? They have issues. There's no question about it. They You can find this articles. Is, Look up is, John Wall, Bradley Beal, hate each other. No, I know. You'll find stuff. This is, another, this is another example, though, of you can't just let the asset walk away anyway. Like, you're going to be able to trade Bradley Beal if you want to trade Bradley Beal. Lots of teams would have been happy to give Bradley Beal a freaking max contract. Right. There will be no problem to trade him if you want to trade him. All right, let's forget about that because okay. I, I take your points and maybe you're right. Thank you. All right, so maybe this one's more questionable. Let's find out. Nick Batum, $120 million, five-year Charlotte. I mean, here's the deal. He was just always going to get a deal like that. Yeah. He just was. That's, that's the NBA right now. He just was. But somehow like Nick Batum gets $120 million. He gets $24 million a year. I know. It seems crazy. He would be a great third best player on a really good team. Well, that's what $24 million is supposed to get you these days in the NBA. That's crazy. Yeah. That's just what it is now. Like, a starter is supposed to make at least $20 million. If Nick million. Batum's your best player, you're in trouble. Well, he's not their best player. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, But he's getting $120 million over five years. Yeah, you're supposed to pay, like, your top three guys that much money and hope that's good enough to win the title, basically. I guess. That's the deal now. It's a, it's a crazy culture of money in the NBA right now. Yeah, it's, it's not stopping anytime real soon. What no. else you got? All right, I got some pretty obvious wins. Okay, go ahead. The Warriors. Yeah. They won by getting Kevin Durant. That was on my list. That was an easy one. I got another one I'm sure is on my list, too. Go ahead. Uh... Actually, I don't. Oh, that's it? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess I, well, I mean, like, the obvious, I didn't put the obvious resignings on my list, like no, LeBron no, no. or anything. No, like the resignings that. don't count. As far as All right, so what's what's the obvious one? Here's the, really... Oh, I thought the Celtics signing Al Horford was a pretty clear, Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Pretty clear monster yeah. get for them. Yeah. And having to give up nothing for it, of course. Um, also, for me, the other best move was Oklahoma City. Now, they did lose Kevin oh, Durant. Keeping, but keeping Westbrook for three years. Keeping Westbrook for three years and trading uh, Serge Ibaka, who's got one year left on his deal, for the young Oladipo. I think that's pretty good, yeah. I don't know if that's going to work out or not, but I like the way they're thinking. They realize they have Oladipo to restructure. Oladipo still has a lot of potential. Yeah, he's at and, least he's like average right now. And keeping Westbrook is really important. They had to do that. Oklahoma City somehow, some way... Got moved from Seattle to Oklahoma fucking city as an <laughs> NBA franchise. Yeah. That city cannot support an NBA franchise unless it's the heart of the city and it's everything they care about. It's a tiny city as far as NBA franchise cities sure, go. Sure. So there's no way they can support an NBA franchise unless they have true superstars on their team or everybody really, 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 really fucking cares. Yeah. So and have, so ha- keeping Westbrook is key to that team. Agreed. Absolutely. So that felt like a, a clear win. Yeah. Now, in terms of my... Uh, Worst moves, I agree with you about getting uh, Rondo and Wade for Chicago, but I have two ones you didn't mention, actually. One of them is not a free agency move. One of them is the Sacramento Kings drafting yet another center, which is Georgie's Papagiannis, and pissing off Boogie Cousins even more. They drafted a center in the first round last year and also signed Kostas Kufkas. They drafted a center this year. They just got Willie Colley signed was last year. They just got to cut Boogie. I mean, that's, it's uh, that's, crazy. That's, that's my whole Boogie's thing. Boogie's the best center in the league. What are they doing? You got to cut him. Why? There's so many send other players. A mess- send a message. What are you, I mean, the only way you should ever be doing this is if you're trading Boogie, like, immediately. But, you know, Boogie, at the time of the draft, um, 
tweeted out, Lord, give me strength after they took Papagiannis because wow. he's like hoping that he's like, you know, maybe fill one of our other positions that doesn't have the best player in the league at the position yeah. at it. I don't know. So that's one. Here's my third one. All right. I'm interested in your take on this. The Portland Trailblazers. Ah. My top three worst moves for overpaying Evan Turner and locking up this current group that they have now, essentially for the foreseeable future, by paying Turner and Alan Crabb this money and the other guys too that they kept, like Myers Leonard and stuff like that. Maybe not a lot of money ultimately in NBA terms, but it sort of locks them into this team. They don't really have much salary cap flexibility anymore. They can maybe make trades, but free agency is essentially done for them. I believe for the next they went from years. the most salary cap flexibility to the least salary cap. cap. Yeah. Possibility. There. It sounds reasonable. There's the alcohol. If they um if they hadn't, it's weird to me because it just feels like they just grabbed all the M and M's in the bag and just like held on to them all. Like not only am I going to pay for um Alan Crabb and Evan Turner, I'm also going to give Mo Harkless eleven million dollars. You know who you forgot about? CJ McCollum. Well, that's fine. I got hundred and six no million. I got. I'm fine with them giving that that's because he's just, because he's probably pretty great. That's what you have to do, and yeah. he's got tremendous value in the league. You can yeah. turn him into a lot of things if you want to. So, do you think the only values on the Blazers are Lillard and McCollum? I think Festus Azili is a hell of a value. They, well, they definitely fucking won that one. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, there's probably other guys out there who are value, but I just don't know why they're paying a guy like Harkless eleven million when they also paying. You know, Crab eighteen and a half, and they're also paying Turner seventeen. I don't know what's going on. It seems weird to me. Why? They why is everyone of, getting all this? money? They have a lot of swingmen. It's kind of the history of the Blazers, right? They always have a lot of swingmen. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess so. This is Darius Miles' team. <laughs> it just seems very odd to me, and I, I feel like the Evan Turner one really stands out as Evan Turner is capped at what his what he's going to be able to do. I watched every game he played last year on the Celtics. He's a good player. He's a nice reserve player. If you put him in exactly the right situation, he can do nice things. He's a reasonable rebounder. He's a good passer. He can handle the ball. He plays pretty good wing defense, but he's just not worth anything right. close to that much. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. You say that with a lot of conviction. I do. And I understand that you have a lot of data to back it or emotional data. And uh, you know, anecdotal data, whatever. anecdotal data where you've watched him play. Yeah. But he was the third overall pick. He was the, the second overall second pick. Second overall actually. pick in the NBA draft. So I mean, talent, talent was seen in him. Okay, right? but l- let me just come right back yeah. at you. He was the second overall pick, and then three years later, he was on the scrap heap, but no one wanted him. The, the Pacers traded for him, gave up for, at the trade deadline, did not re-sign him, and he was just sitting out there, and no one signed him. And the, the hard luck Celtics, who at that point were one of the worst teams in the league, gave him two years, like $4 million a year. And in and, and Boston, I remember, everyone was like, what are you doing? Why would you sign Turner? This is a terrible signing. No one else had any interest in Evan Turner. So he was the number two overall pick, but he was also on the trash heap. Right. So it was James Harrison in the NFL, but... Okay, Guess cool. What? You found one guy. That's neat. So was Kurt Warner, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, oh, but, you found another guy. Yeah, but usually. Oh, cool. We're fighting guys. But guys who are top five draft picks who end up being stars don't ever get cut or <laughs> essentially just walking around as free agents three years into their career. It never happens. It's very possible the Blazers fucked up. Yeah, I feel like they did. They they've they might have overspent on everything. I think what the Blazers are doing is they think they have something really special with Damian Lillard. They better be right. And they think that CJ McCollum is like almost as special. They better right? be right about yeah. that too. I'm not asking if they're right or not. I'm I saying understand. that's what they think. I'm saying yeah. they better be. So they they are trying to put the pieces around these guys to to make a run, which is a bad time for a run because the Golden State Warriors right. exist. This is the thing. Like yeah. If the Warriors didn't exist, this would feel a little bit better. I think it would still not be enough. This is part of the problem. Lillard is a super... Here's the thing that... I think the Blazers got caught up on one thing. 
Damian Lillard is an extremely exciting piece. Yeah. For more than just his basketball skill. People like Damian Lillard. Sure. Like he's a very likable player. His demeanor is great, you know, and, and everything mm-hmm. is perfect about him as yeah. far as what you want from your star of your team. So the Blazers think we have our piece. We got to put people who are in the same age range around him to build this dynasty based on Damian Lillard. Right. And maybe he's not good enough, and maybe what they're putting around him isn't good enough. I mean, they basically need C.J. McCollum to take like two major steps forward, which is asking a lot of C.J. McCollum at this point. He's already done that. Yeah. Um, they also need Alan Crabb to take another major, one or two major steps forward. They also need one of their big men to take a major step forward, be it Azili, Myers Leonard, or somebody. I believe Azili is the most likely. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, it just seems like that's asking, and maybe Lillard to take a step forward too for them to have any defensively real, at least. Yeah, for them to for even to talk about them getting to the Western Conference Finals, I think most of that needs to happen. Yep. Let alone win the title, which is two steps away. Right, but I guess they're taking a long shot because. All right, let's how map many, this. How many games is this Let's map this win? out. Hold on. Let's map okay. this out. So Lillard is, I think, 25. Okay. I think that's – maybe he's 26. Let's say he's 26. Let's okay? say he is. So he's one year younger or two years younger than Stephen Curry. Okay. So what's the Warriors' title window right now? It's like six or seven years. They're going to yeah. win like the next six or seven titles. Give or take, yeah. Yeah. Unless so, there's injuries. So maybe the Blazers don't really have the option of waiting because L- right. Lillard is their star. Right. He's too old for them to wait for that team to not be good anymore. Okay, that's an interesting point. So maybe the idea is we can't win the title, but no right. one else, no one can win the title. So let's be really good. Let's win 53 games a year, which I think this this lineup can do. And maybe, and maybe if there's some catastrophic injuries on the Warriors, maybe we can fucking pounce. Maybe we'll get lucky yeah. and be like, like the Western Conference team that gets through, but that means they have to like hit the window just right because the Clippers are clearly better than they are. OKC is not as good, I guess. The Spurs are still clearly better than they are too. But maybe in two years, they're the second or third best team if, in the West. If players develop as the Blazers hope, yeah, they're in the top three. Okay, right. Okay, so, you know what? So I mean, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe the window is just not really it's, it's, open at all. I mean, I know so Damian Lillard do. is not the best player in the NBA, but he's probably top ten. It's hard to get a guy like that. He's top 15 anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, nobody would say he was not top 15. I mean, some people might say that. No, but no, no. You course. shouldn't no, say that. He's an important player, and yeah. everyone would love and to And it's have hard him. to get a player like that who's still young. Absolutely. Right? So, they're trying to do what they can while he's there. Right. And they can't. They There's nothing they can do about the Warriors' window. Right. Right? Which is still very long. I mean, they could hire some guys. But, yeah, I hear what you're <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a break right there. We'll come back with a little LTDFI. Hashtag LTDFI. That's Let the Drunk Fix It. And I got to tell you, it's not just Let the Drunk Fix It. La, 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 <laughs> la, la, Grant's la, la, la. 100th beer on the show. That was Old Lang Syne. <laughs> Probably. If, if, if anybody was paying attention. But yeah, yeah 100th beer. Congratulations. Anybody who's been drinking along, you earned a medal in, in my mind. Yeah, 100 beers is a real milestone. I can't wait for the 1,000th beer. When are we going to hit that? Uh, two days from now. <laughs> this is this is good luck, uh, silver medal. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah, keep up. yeah. But congratulations. It's a big deal. It's a big step in drunk sports. I never thought we were going to hit 100. I, I never, never thought it. Never. <laughs> anyway, so this is, of course, the section everyone loves the most. It's where I post sports dilemmas to Grant as he is at his drunkest, as, his, of course, he's in beer number 10, which, of course, means, by the way, if you're in bronze medal level, you're in number f- five. I almost got it wrong. Yeah, you did it, though. <laughs> I almost screwed that one up. Yep, number five, everyone else at number 10. So we pose sports elements to Grant. He tries to fix them through his drunken stupor. I have never not fixed one. That's right. And sometimes I help out. 
because yeah, if you say so, I don't remember. I don't remember that. Sometimes he needs a little help. But yeah. last week you thought I did a very good job. You actually thought you did a very I good did job. An you were so job. last week. You were so self complimentary. <laughs> that is not that it was not likable. not exclusive to last. That week. was not likable. Many things I do on this show are apparently not likable. But yeah, hey. like uh, the whole Kevin Kevin Garnett thing. <laughs> yeah, like let's make fun of an albino. Is yeah. that bad? I don't know. You know, I feel like uh, I'm the bad cop. You're the good cop on this show. That's all. Is that so? The listeners, we're just trying to get information. If I'm the good cop, this is a fucked up situation. Yeah, well, hello. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so drunk, you ready to fix your first problem? I think it's already fixed, but go ahead. Oh, wow. That is some serious uh, confidence right there, my man. Colin West has tweeted at us this problem. He says, the ball out of bounds in the end zone rule. Please fix it. Now, let me explain what this means. Please. I had to figure that, do a little research to figure this one out. So, this happened in the uh, Washington Federales game in the NFL last weekend. Who were they playing? I'm not sure. I'd have okay. to look it up. It doesn't matter. Okay. Matt Jones was running with the ball. He's the running back, of course, down the field as he got to, just as he was about to get into the end zone, he fumbled the ball and the ball went out of bounds, but went through, past the goal line and then went out of bounds. And there was a touchback. It results in a touchback. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk about it. I'm not sure why this one time it resulted in a lot of talk. Right. It's but, happened many times before. Right. But there's a lot of talk about how if he had fumbled the ball and somehow the ball had just gone out the one yard line, which is, you know, instead of just over the goal line, the Skins would have the ball in one of the great spots you could ever have it. First the goal at the one, instead the other team gets the ball at the 20. Doesn't seem really right or fair, Colin West seems to think, and lots of other people too. So I pose this to you, sir. Can the drunk fix this problem? All right. Got to think about this for a second. Go for it. Okay. I think, first of all, it should not be a touchback. I think that rule is bad. It seems weird, right? Like, why do they get the ball? Yeah, number one, it should not be a touchback. Yeah. If anything, and it, this would be a complete digression from the way the NFL rules currently are, but if if something like this happens, maybe the team that controlled the ball gets the ball at the 20 instead you know, of the other team. That's exactly what I was thinking yeah. as you were talking. It makes the most sense, right? So so it's a bit of a penalty. Like you fumble it out of bounds and through the end zone. You get pushed back instead of being at the one or the two or something like that. But you get to keep the ball. Yeah. It was your ball. The other team didn't recover the ball. Right. Every other place out of bounds, you get to keep the it ball. It seems really <laughs> unfair. It's like the the expected value of fumbling out of bounds in any situation should be similar. And right. In this exact situation, it's so negative. It's an amazing yeah. swing. It's about as it's about as big a swing as you could ever get. Yeah, this is a good point, Colin West. Thank you. Yeah, uh, um, really good point. People have been writing about this ever since Matt Jones fumbled. I'm not sure why. Did this anybody is the else one. say this the same fix that I just had? Um, no, I don't know that anyone was actually coming up with fixes, but I read an article I think in the Washington Post about this. I may not have read the whole thing, but I don't. I didn't read any fixes like this. No one was really coming up with fixes that I saw. I just saw people were saying it seems unfair. Oh, uh, people, people got got fucking problems with no answers. Well, that's what we're here that's for. Right. We're not the assholes who are like, oh, this is wrong and this is wrong. Please, no, we're we the fucking assholes. fix it. We're the assholes who fix it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we nice. put it at the twenty for the offensive team. Yeah, how about that? That seems pretty good. Now let's let's just take a moment here. What about the folks who would say, "But he fumbled it. Like if he fumbles it at the one, we're on or at the half yard line. He's right on the edge of the end zone. He fumbles it six feet further. We're at. We cost us twenty yards. How can that be? That's right? just too bad. Like too at bad. that at that point, it's just too bad. You still have the ball. You're on the twenty. I mean, maybe you give him first and first and ten on the twenty. How about that? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. they were gonna be they were gonna have first down. Yeah. Unless unless it was fourth down. But then right. they would lose possession anyway. Right. right. So that's Yeah, fine. if it was fourth if it's fourth down, they lose possession. Right. If it's not fourth down, it's first and ten on the twenty. Right. And so if they had if they had achieved a first down and then fumbled the ball, that means it was already a first down. Yeah. But if it was fourth and goal, 
and they don't actually get in the end zone, then it's not a first down anyway. Yeah. Right. Okay. That sounds kind of reasonable and a pretty straightforward solution. What the hell, NFL? Sorry. That was too easy for the drunk. I mean, it's not fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Colin West, it was a good question. It's not on you. It's on Roger Goodell and the Washington Post. Well, that guy's got plenty of problems. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one for you. The baseball playoffs start in a day or two. Two days. Maybe yeah. tomorrow with the wild cards. It's hard to keep track. Um, so, because it's Tuesday night. So, one of the problems with baseball is that, and they, one of the reasons why they play 162 games is because there's a lot of randomness in baseball. It's a super high-variance sport. And a great team can lose four games in a row over the course of a baseball season, and no one will really think anything of it, right? It's really normal, sure, sure. right? And so in the playoffs, you get these really random outcomes where the best team almost never wins the World Series. You know, they don't win it nearly as much as you would think they should because, you know, you get something like eight teams now, and I guess with the wild cards, it's, it's 10. But really, you get sort of... Two, two teams of four, or four teams, excuse me, playing each other in the playoffs on each side, in the a- NL and the AL. And they play, what, seven-game series. And, you know, someone happens to win, someone happens to lose. Seven games is just not enough to determine anything about who's the best. Unlike, say, the NBA, where a seven-game series will almost always deliver what we believe anyway to be the best and, team. Okay, let's, let's clarify a few things. Yeah. Right? Because you're, you're making a lot of – you're taking a position a, – a, assur- a lot of assertions here. Yeah, so what is it about baseball that makes it so high variance? Um, I would argue it's a few things. Number one, the pitching is incredibly high variance. The same pitcher does not deliver the same level of pitching from day to day for whatever reason. And, you know, it just, and that's been proven? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's number one. Number two, like think about home runs for a second. Like a great home runner here hits something like 40 home runs, right? But right. they get, you know, 600 at-bats. So that means they're hitting a home run something like 6% of the time, right? And they're at bats. So it's all about the nature of how difficult it is to hit a baseball, basically. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. Because there's some luck and randomness in, in hitting a baseball because it's a very difficult thing to do when somebody is trained to make it so you can't. Right. Yeah. Right. And in fact, there's a lot of belief and a lot of stats that back this up that except for walks, strikeouts, and home runs, pitchers are all the same. Like every – like. If you whatever like you can't like get a double or a single or avoid outs or anything like that any better off one pitcher than another um, at the major league level anyway. Wow. Yeah. So so, so there's so like there's a lot going on. You here. want me to fix the variance in I, baseball? I want you to go with a better playoff system so that way we're more likely to have a champion who's a worthy champion. Yes, that's what I want. I got a better idea. Okay, great. Instead of <laughs> instead of. Figuring out the most worthy champion. How about we make it more interesting? Okay, that's fine, too. Let's make the baseball postseason single elimination. Okay, that's another way to go with it. Embrace the randomness of it, like the NCAA tournament. Yes, Like the NCAAs, we don't don't necessarily – we know that the champion isn't always going to be the best team. Right. Sometimes it will be. It often isn't. No one has a problem with that because we're embracing the randomness. Let's go single elimination. Do you know how – that would do for the ratings. Do you know how much money I just made for Major League Baseball? <laughs> I don't know. They're, they lose a lot of TV games, like a lot. They right? lose a lot, of, but nobody watches most of the games. I mean, when you say no one, you I mean, mean a of lot people. of people. I mean, if it was single elimination, <laughs> think about how the NFL playoffs are. Yeah, watched. no, I mean, I would, I might watch the single elimination. I would absolutely playoffs. watch that. And I don't even give a shit about baseball. No, me either. So I think. I mean, do you ever watch Game Sevens in baseball now in the playoffs? Yeah, if it's Game you Seven do? and it's in the ALCS, NLCS, or World Series, okay. yes. But other than that, not really. Okay, so that's so fair enough. So you will watch it. Yeah. I would at least be very open to watching it. it. I personally, you know, think baseball plays way too many games as it is anyway. 162 is a lot. I'm all for a 16-game baseball season, just like a football season. You play one game a week. It's on Saturday. You have one 
one starting pitcher. It's like your quarterback. Everything matters, unlike you're, the way it is in baseball you're speaking, now. Both of us are speaking blasphemy to so many baseball fans oh, I know. out there. That's okay. Um, everything matters, though. So instead of it being like, ah, who cares if we gave up a home run? Who cares if there was an error? Because there's another 158 games anyway. Nothing matters. Uh, stakes are super high, and that's what makes watching sports fun. That's why the right. NCAA tournament is fun. That's why the NFL is more fun. That's why March Madness is a thing. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. No one care about college basketball the way they do without March Madness. See, I, I don't want to presume to change the rules of baseball to make it less high variance because I don't really know that much about baseball, honestly. But – the way I would make it more fun is just make playoff single elimination. You know what you could do? You could change the rules of baseball and have it not be about like pitching the ball and hitting it with a bat. It could just be about fighting. <laughs> like the team is fighting each other. Yeah. Whoever's standing, whoever's left, like whoever's conscious, you know, yeah. they, they advance. And then you could really say that the team was worthy. That team clearly was better at fighting. Well, I think you're just trying too hard with, with this, really? this fix. Yeah. You think that's bad? Yeah. <laughs> but how, okay, how about this? Okay. We do single elimination until the World Series, then it's best of three. Sure. You know, you could go the other way, too. You could make, since it's single elimination up to the World Series, you could go, like, best of nine. You, you know, you could. Oh, make sure the best teams really get, or not the best teams, but the. Yeah. Whoever's, whoever made it Whoever's there. luckiest. <laughs> whoever's luckiest gets best of nine. That doesn't make any sense. No. We'd watch it up through the World Series and then not watch the World Series, right? Oh, cool. It's game two of the it should nine all, It should series. all be single elimination. Yeah. That'd be way more fun. Yeah. Um, that sounds pretty great. You know, yeah. the, the WNBA had uh, their playoffs back in the day anyway where it was all single cool. and it was pretty cool but i gotta tell you nobody watched it well that's not the same problem no it probably is, I think is even a problem in the nba not that the best team doesn't advance in the nba it usually does um any, unless you really care about the teams or yeah. it's maybe the finals right you know so like wow one game one game playoffs one game to decide things you know, high stakes. We it's, all want high stakes. It's interesting right? that both both you and I are are analytical thinkers and very into statistically correct way. Be the least statistically correct as far as what is best. I mean, isn't that often why people watch sports? Yeah, the, the crazy hail mary at the end of the game or whatever it is. You know. Yeah. So you can say like, I saw that. It was incredible. It, you know, it was those things are exciting. They are. So yeah. the higher variance situation, the more you're going to see stuff like that. You know, as opposed to the best team just always wins, you know? Yeah. Like Tom Brady never loses ever now, you know, or whatever it is. Well, if you think Tom Brady's the best. If, if you. <laughs> so anyway. Anyway. Um, so what was the fix here? What did we come up with? Single elimination baseball. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I like it. But what is it still a 162 game regular season? <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it anyway. Yeah, okay, fair so. enough. So whatever the people want yeah. for that. I guess it's random anyway, so let's have it be higher ratings, more fun, and yeah. bring more people in. A lot of people would bet on those games probably. Oh, yeah. I would bet on those That'd games. That'd be good for Vegas. Yes, and that's what everyone cares about. Bam, bam, boozle. <laughs> I don't that? know. I just tried to come up with a catchphrase. Oh, really? Right there? That was just you inventing a catchphrase? Bam, bam, boozle. Bam, I don't, bam, boozle. I don't think it's good. So that's instead of saying bamboozle, you're saying bam bamboozle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's good either. It's yeah. <laughs> no relation to anything. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good time. I'll, I'll keep trying. Yeah. Okay. I'll find one. Maybe the drunk will fix that next. Yeah. I'll find one. Don't worry. That needs some help. Wiggle wham wham wazzle. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe we could have folks uh, tweet at us any catchphrases you have for the drunk. Of course, we're at Drunk Sports Show. What don't, is it again? Uh, Drunk sports show, yes. At drunk sports show. Yeah, no friend. racist things. Oh, right. Nothing racist. <laughs> That's for, you know, that only I get to do no that. No bigotry right? of any kind. Yeah, we, we prefer it if you, uh, if you keep it clean a little bit and stuff we can say on the, the show here without Grant yelling at me. That would be fantastic. But yeah. we will read your best ones if you send them in. Um, also, let us know how you're doing with your um, drinking along with Grant. 
And finally, of course, LTDFI, tag your tweets, send in stuff for Grant to fix. I'm we always want to. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. You did you once and again a fantastic I think job, I fixed sir. the baseball thing pretty well. Oh, I think you fixed everything very, very well. That um out of bounds thing? Come on, you crushed it. I think I That yes. was that was the shortest we've ever spent any uh time on one topic. Right. We'll let the drunk fix it because it was just, oh, we should do this. And it's like, yeah, actually we should. Yeah, we actually should do the, that. The end. Yeah. So that was pretty good. Yeah. All right, folks, we'll see you next week on Drunk Sports. Till then we're out.